0: radios.com, check, check, by two-way radios.com. recorded almost live Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's the two-way radio show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster, And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about the MIL-Spec and MIL-STD ratings on two-way radios and what they mean. We'll discuss what they are, what tests are performed on the radios to meet these ratings, and identify some radios that carry these designations. We'll also review the ICOM ICF-3001 and ICF-4001 Business Two-Way Radios and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. There are a lot of two-way radios in the market that are advertised or promoted to be JIS-compliant, IP54, 55-compliant, MIL-STD-compliant, or meet MIL-Spec or MIL-STD standards. They are generally understood by the public as a sort of measurement for the durability, reliability, or performance of a two-way radio uh, during some type of stressful environment or condition. These standards and ratings all sound official, but... What do they really mean? Oh, are you asking me? Yeah. I'm asking you both. (laughs) It's
1: basically like a crash test rating in a car. You know, when they build a car, they have a crash test rating. What it's able to withstand at certain speeds and different conditions. Uh, You know, what it's... That car hits a wall at 60 miles an hour... You it know, can take it, that. It can take this. That much impact. You know, if it, it can go through this much heat. It can do, you know, take this much vibration, things like that. It sort yeah. of sets this product up against a, a standard
2: that's been defined and uh, gives you an easy way to compare one radio to another or to say that this product meets certain industry standard specifications that you know when a product carries this certification or says it has been tested to meet a certain standard that you're getting a certain level of quality out of the product?
0: Well, you know, we we mentioned the JIS and, and um, IP or ingress protection ratings and and then the MIL spec and the MIL, uh, military standard ratings, but these are all different different types of ratings and, and uh, the JIS and the IP ratings are really a different topic for another show, but today, we're going to talk specifically about uh, mil spec and mil STD. Yeah. What is mil spec?
2: Well, um, we talk about mil spec a lot. We generally refer to mil spec and mil STD or mil standard as the same kind of thing, which means that you know, the military has put out this um, list of specifications or um, test, basically, that a product has to pass in order to say it meets the standard. Mil STD or Mil Standard is really uh, what we're saying when we say mil-spec. Mil Spec. Military specification is really a different thing, and, and I think we've grown to, to use that term a lot to mean that it meets mil- Military Standard. Um, but Mil STD or Military Standards is really the, the correct term for this. And in the world of two way radios, there's a Mil Standard 810 which is the part of the military standard that applies to these types of products. And there's a a long list of um, items that they test for or conditions that they test the product in, and um, the product has to pass each test to the level defined by the standard in order to be approved or um, to be certified as military standard grade.
0: Now, the government sets up a set of standards for testing devices, and in this case, the two-way radios, to find out uh, whether or not they can withstand stresses that they encounter under certain environmental situations or environmental conditions. And this, uh, the standard is periodically revised, and when it is, whenever it is revised, uh, they give it a, a letter name after that designation so mil std 810 then we have mil std 810 a and mil std 810 b and all the and way so on. through right. g now yeah well the current one is is uh 810
2: g and each time they revise the 810 standard they sort of tack a the, the next letter onto the end of it right and um your product meets the the latest standard, you would be mill standard S810G. And uh, when was the latest one?
0: Uh, 2008, I think.
2: So the last revised in 2008. And that was the 810G. Right. Um, 810F was um, January 1st, 2000.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: E was in 89, D 83, C 75, B, 67, and A, 64. So
0: they've been doing this for a long time. They've been doing it for a while. And um, let's see. Well, they have a whole list of, of items here that the radios are, uh, or the devices, I should say, in this case the radios are tested for. Uh, I guess we might as well just go through them so so everyone will know when they're looking at the designation what they're really testing for specifically. Okay. Let's go through a few of these. They test for low pressure, which was basically altitude pressure, Um, high temperature, low temperature, uh, temperature shock, uh, contamination by fluids, uh, solar radiation, and that's basically exposure to the sun, Um, rain, humidity, fungus, salt, Hmm. fog, sand and dust, explosive atmosphere. Now, the explosive atmosphere one, that kind of determines whether or not the radio is intrinsically safe. So when you have you know some of these radios that are intrinsically safe radios Well if
2: you're using a radio in a certain type of atmosphere like uh, around gases and things like that, then you have to have an intrinsically safe radio. But uh I don't believe that just the fact that your your radio has uh says it meets MIL standard eight ten G, that doesn't mean it's an intrinsically safe <laughs> radio.
0: Um that probably further testing has to be done. Uh, and we, we actually discussed that in uh, in a previous episode of the two-way radio show. We talked about intrinsically safe radios and how they test for them.
2: Yeah, I'd like to look in, into a little closer what the explosive atmosphere test consists of. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can dig into that a little.
0: Um, maybe some households, uh, when the husband comes home late or something. Uh, Or he forgot to take out the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's not
2: Uh, what we're thinking at all.
0: Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Let's see. Some of the other items are immersion, um, acceleration, vibration, acoustic noise, shock, uh, pyroshock, um, acidic atmosphere. Um, I guess if you're going to use them on Venus or something, you know, it's how long they they can last. That's important. Uh, Gunfire. Gunfire vibration, uh, temperature, humidity, vibration, and altitude. That's another section. Icing and freezing rain, ballistic shock, vibroacoustic temperature. And that's basically uh, what they've got on the list here. So that's, I,
2: I would actually think that each one of these sections defines like a minimum um, level that the product, this doesn't apply only to radios, but I would think that it defines a minimum level that a product must hold, withstand
0: must be a and fun job to have doing testing these radios for stuff like this i can see some guys out there let's let's tie some firecrackers to this one and see what happens you know <laughs> ooh, blows up real good <laughs> you know? that's right i could i could see uh some of these guys having fun with this uh, <laughs> gunfire vibration <laughs> set up on that rock and take aim uh, right. you know um uh, but um, you, know, you know the the um, like the rain test. You know that, that's pretty obvious. They test for exposure resistance to the rain and water. Um, but even there, there's a, there's a lot of degrees
2: to to rain. I mean, is it mm-hmm. a, a misty rain that you know, the radio still works through, or, um, or you know, downpour, does it require uh, a heavy downpour to be fine? Because there's a lot of radios that we sell that are, that meet these MIL standards true. that uh, aren't fully waterproof.
0: That, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, I, I think it's really more of a guideline for testing the products in, in the laboratory environment rather than, uh, I mean, you know, and, and that's another point. It's one thing to test in a laboratory environment, but in a real-world environment, that's, you know, oftentimes that brings up certain situations that nobody in the lab ever thought of, you know. Right, and, and right. And so you just – I think it's a, a good designation to have saying that, well, we've we've tested it to – you know that that it'll it'll withstand some of this, but still, when you when you look at that designation, you can't just necessarily assume that it's going to be completely indestructible.
2: That's right, and and obviously there are different degrees of durability of two-way radios. We see most, um, almost all of the business radios that we sell um, say that they will meet the uh, MIL standard C, D, E, and F. Some of the newer radios say they also meet G, which is sort of a newer standard that that doesn't mean the older radios don't meet it. They probably just haven't been tested against it. Mm -hmm. But um, obviously, you know, all the radios aren't the same amount durable. There are, you know, some radios that are much more durable than other radios, but, yeah, they all meet these standards. So um, this isn't the end-all be-all of durability.
0: Yeah. Now, what are some of the MIL-STD radios that we have? What are some of the radios that we have that are designated MIL-STD?
2: Okay. Of of the radios that we sell right now, forget about the consumer-grade radios. By and large, they are not MIL-standard radios, with the exception being uh, the Midland GXT 5000 and um, some of the MERS radios from Motorola, like the RDM series. And those are really business radios that just have a different programming to make them. Uh, MERS. Mm-hmm. But business radios, all the ICOM radios, all the uh, Motorola, all the Kenwood, all the Vertex radios, those are the four major brands that we sell. They're all they all meet military standard C D E and F.
0: Now a couple of them even meet military standard G standards yeah, as well.
2: The C L P series from Motorola, which to look at these radios you wouldn't think they'd be as durable as some of the others because they're they're so small and and light, but um, I think that just because those are newer radios they just um, came out within the last year or so, those were probably tested against the newer standard, whereas a lot of the others may have been around a while longer and and were only tested against the standards up to F.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at uh, a picture of these radios on our site uh, the other day, the, the CLP series, and and i 've held them in my hands, and they 're so they 're so light you would think that you know I could just stomp on this radio easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not be the end of that but but
2: um, it doesn 't feel like a, a durable radio be- just because it 's so light it, you would think it yeah. has to be uh, sort of flimsy and and uh, you know less durable than the others, but uh, no, it meets
0: uh, actually more mill standards than the others I remember when when we were reviewing. The CLP radios in a previous episode, uh, you had made a mention that, well, you know, because they're so light, uh, maybe testing them, dropping them from a certain height because they're so light and hit the ground, it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't really affect them. Uh, so,
2: Right, right. You, maybe the the them not being so heavy would make a, a shock test easier to pass. But apparently it passed it. Yeah. Um, but there's one ra- business radio that we sell. It's an Olympia P324. And that radio does not or has not been tested against the uh, military 810 standard. So we do not advertise that that radio meets military standards because uh, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that radio is a 4-watt very powerful radio, but very inexpensive radio relative to the others.
0: It's not really a flimsy radio per se, but... It doesn't uh, feel like a flimsy radio. Know. But then again, I wouldn't go out and stomp on it with your foot. And
2: I wouldn't claim that it's as durable yeah. as, as you know an Icom or, or Vertex Motorola or Kenwood. That, that radio works well for people that are looking for an inexpensive radio that has a lot of power. But it's not
0: really... Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most durable. And by the way, folks, I'd never recommend going out and stomping on your radios. So, uh kids don't try this at home.
2: <laughs> it may invalidate the warranty.
0: Yes, and, and and it may. Uh any other thoughts on uh on military uh specifications or military standards?
2: I don't think so. It's good that we uh did an episode clearing up a little is. I know probably during every other episode that we've done, we've mentioned military standards and military specifications in one way or another. I'm glad we took the time to elaborate on it a little bit.
0: And I think in a future episode, we can cover uh, uh, the GIS and the uh, IP um, standards as well, maybe give everybody a a really well-rounded view as to what all of these mean. Well, Coming up, we'll review the ICOM ICF-3001 and ICF-4001 business two-way radios. Do they meet military standards? Do they even meet ours? Well, we'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for our businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. This week we're going to review a couple of business radios from ICOM, the ICF-3001 and the ICF-4001. Well,
1: the ICF-3001 and 4001, the uh, 3001 is your VHF 5-Watt version, and the 4001 is your UHF 4-Watt version. They released these uh, a little over a year ago, I guess. Um... It's a step below the 4011s and 3011s. Same power, same channels. The biggest differences of the two are the, the 3000 ones, 4000 ones do not, the, the model that we carry does not have the lithium battery. Um, it does come with a nickel metal hydrate battery and a direct trickle charger. Now, some of the the specs wise of or features that it does have that the 4011 does not have is the the two-tone, five-tone, and the, the MDC capabilities. Most folks aren't gonna use that, so it's kind of a wash, but... Yeah, I still it, like the 4011
2: better because you for $20 more, you get a lithium battery. Yeah, And it makes the, the 4011, 3011 a much lighter radio. You
1: know, although I, I think that... Uh, I didn't think these things would sell, honestly, but they, they've actually been very popular. Good, good price
2: point on them. Yeah, this is the lowest priced radio in the ICOM line.
1: So, yeah, and we've been like I said, we've been moving them uh, pretty well. I'm surprised, but it's you know it's it's up to the ICOM standards. You know, it's definitely well built. Great sound quality out of it. This yeah. one's kind of like a brick.
2: It makes
0: me you know, think... Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, it's a good way to put it, yeah. Be- because of the yeah. nickel
2: metal hydride battery, which is a heavier battery than the lithium... Well, this, this is a heavier radio. Is, yeah, this is a heavier radio, but it's because of that battery. That's right. Mm-hmm. You put a, There's a lithium battery option for this radio, but um, by the time you buy the lithium battery, it's around the same price as the 4011, and un- unless you really need that... Um, the two and five tone or the mdc 1200 system compatibility, I recommend the forty eleven in all cases cause it's kind of a sleeker radio but this this is a shorter but thicker radio wider that's right
1: yeah it's it's short and stocky, yeah kind of like Rick <laughs>
0: <laughs> and getting stockier every day you know the thing about this radio is there're not a whole lot of bells and whistles on it compared to some other business radios but it actually it does the job i mean it's a basic radio gets the job done yeah it's it's pretty reliable and i've tested this this radio out against other radios as far as how they sound to be honest the speakers on them are not as robust or or loud as is maybe say the vertex if i put this up against a a vertex say a 451 or something the vertex is going to be a lot louder i think it's only like an eight it's only like an 800 Um,
1: milliwatt output on these so i don't even
2: know if it's that i'm thinking 700 or 500
1: it's it's low but it's you know compared to some of the other models that are out there i mean we've got some that are as high as 2000 Mm -hmm. you know which is phenomenal
0: we have an audio sample of this one of the F three thousand one and uh, the F four thousand one. We'll play the F three thousand one right now. ICOM ICF three thousand one soundcheck for by two way radios dot com. ICOM ICF three thousand one soundcheck for by two way radios dot So, um, there, you know, there, I, you I, I, there you go. There you go. But um, I would say that really to get a a good perspective of, of how the radio sounds and some people for, for some people I think that's an important point go to the website go to buy 2 com, and uh, do a comparison check our audio comparison chart and um, and test it out for yourselves compare the the two uh, types of radios price wise we cover price they run
1: about 100 150 bucks um, per radio comes with your radio belt clip antenna mm-hmm. trickle charger you know, everything you need to get started we'll program them if you've got special frequencies, let us know. We'll program them free of charge as always you know overall if in that price point, you know if you' it all depends on your application you know if you're gonna be using them for hours upon hours you know two shifts things like that you might want to look at the step up go with the yeah. lithium and and yeah. get a forty eleven or thirty eleven
2: really i I think most people are gonna be better off going up to that forty eleven or thirty eleven I'm trying
1: to think of – I mean, we sell a ton of these still, but I'm trying to think of some of the people that buy them and what they're doing. And, you know, still fairly new, so we don't have a whole lot of feedback on them or, you know, batteries if they're lasting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, typically you can say probably a year or two on these batteries, you know, shelf life or usage. So we're still, uh, still within that window.
2: Yeah, and, and with the nickel metal hydride battery – you can't expect as much of a, a total life out of that nickel metal hydride chemistry as you can lithium. So the twenty dollars you're going to save right away, you're probably going to end up spending on batteries if you plan on using this this radio for three to five years.
0: And uh, and it is it is uh, up to military standards, right? Military Absolutely. standards A10. Okay, so uh, it does meet uh, those standards. And you know what? A lot of people who seem to like this radio because we have a lot of comments. On the product page uh, by TwoWayRadios.com on these radios, and they all seem to be pretty good comments. Uh, they here's a guy who says everything about the radio is top notch from use and clear signal. He says very, he's very happy with it. Uh, great radios, compact but effective, easy to set up and operate. Um, awesome radios, <laughs> you know. I the some of the comments we get on the four thousand one and on the three thousand one are I mean, they're all positive. So people do like these radios.
2: Yeah, and that, that's typical of the entire ICOM line, really. That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, any, uh, any other thoughts on the uh, ICOM ICF 3001 and 4001? I think that covered it. All right. Uh, we'll check it out. And also, uh, just as a reminder, all the listeners to the two-way radio show, uh, you mentioned the promo code SHOW, and you get 5% off uh, your order. So if you want to order some of these uh, ICOM radios, uh, mention the promo code SHOW, and uh, you'll get an additional 5% off. All right, well, we have some uh, questions and comments uh, from our blogs and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from Mr. Schmidt. He says, simple question, will a 5-watt radio work out of the box? I'm planning on getting the FCC license, but was just curious if it would work before I actually got it. Thanks. That's from Mr. Schmidt.
2: It depends on which radio you buy and how you ask us to program it. Motorolas and Kenwoods usually come pre-programmed to um, what are called itinerant frequencies, which are uh, frequencies that can be licensed for people that tend to move around. And those are popular frequencies, and that's what the radios are set to right out of the box. Now, if you're getting an FCC license, then eventually... When you get your license, you're not going to be assigned those itinerant frequencies, so you'll have to have the program, the radio reprogrammed to the frequencies that you are assigned by your, your frequency coordinator. Mm-hmm. The best way to handle this is to get your licensing through us at the same time you get your radio. We will do the FCC paperwork for you, and typically we'll know, um, typically around three or four days, after you place your order what your frequencies are going to be and we can ship the radios and program the radios at that point and then they'll work as soon as you get them. It'll take three or four days for us to get the frequencies and then we'll send the radios out to you pre-programmed to what your frequencies are eventually going to be. It's going to take probably a couple of months for the FCC to actually approve your paperwork and get you officially licensed but that way you'll be able to use the radios on your frequencies right away and you won't have to you know do anything once the licensing goes through
0: technically speaking they'll work right out of the box they'll work right out of the box now whether it's legal or not to to
1: they don't require any kind of activation or anything a lot of folks say they have to be activated you know put your license code in and like a cell phone or something and activates it it's they'll work right out of the box but you you need a license
0: yeah legally (laughs) no you shouldn't be shouldn't be using them now we we were talking the other day there are some extenuating circumstances where sometimes they can be they can be used like in the case of an emergency from what I understand the FCC does not get you if you're in a situation where it's an emergency situation you have to use a frequency to get out uh, my understanding is that uh they're yeah, not going to they're, they're not going to get some you
2: for it exceptions with it. I think even those they vary based on the frequencies you're using, whether it be GMRS or business frequencies or marine frequencies, there's different rules for each, you know, type of system you're using.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, our uh, next question comes from uh, Big Red sixty six ninety five. This is a little bit of a long one. I'll read this. He says, "I've been wanting to buy some radios for personal use, such as hunting." forward wheeling etc. I've had the typical bubble wrap FRS, GMRS radios and they work okay. I understand that these are for line of sight, no hills, and typically work one to two miles. My questions are about the business radios. Uh, one, if I don't use them for business purpose, do I need a license? Two, can I even purchase a business radio if I don't have a license? Three, would a business radio be able to send a signal over a farther distance versus a GMRS, FRS uh, radio? Example, flat land, no repeaters. And four, if I'm able to get farther reach with a business radio and am legally allowed to purchase one, which one do I get? UHF, VHF, any suggestions on brands, models, or where to start looking? Uh, I don't want to use repeaters. I just want to keep it simple for me and my friends to communicate when traveling. That's from Big Red 6695. Well, we need to keep it simple too, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) I would say uh, one, two, three, four. I would say... uh, all right. Uh, I would, start I would, at the I would beginning. Say, I, would, I would say yes, 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 and depends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, you are going to get, in general, better range out of a business radio. Um, you're saying a mile or two with a consumer grade radio, and that's typical. But you know, don't expect to double or triple that with a business radio. Uh, a lot of times, in a situation where you get one to two miles with a consumer radio, you may get two to three miles with the business radio but it really depends on your terrain it, that's what it all comes down to uh, we get some people that tell us they they get five eight miles yeah. with mm-hmm. a business radio or um, you know five miles with a consumer grade radio it all depends where you are and how you're using the radio mm-hmm. and you know what interference there is to block these signals but uh, it sounds like you're You're not using the radio for your business, but it's a consumer use, but you want a higher quality radio. And uh, the answer is probably to get a business-grade radio that can be programmed for GMRS. Mm -hmm. GMRS is the system that's set aside for consumer communication by the FCC. And if you buy the bubble pack type of radios you're talking about, those are using GMRS frequencies. Well, you still
0: need a GMRS license for utilizing the GMRS frequencies. At
2: that ti- at this time, you do, yeah. yeah. Um, but a business radio can also be set up with those frequencies. So that's probably the option that you want to, to look into.
0: Okay. And, uh, yeah, to answer the other two questions, if... If you, even if you don't have a business, you can purchase a business radio. Yeah. <laughs> it goes out saying, but uh, if you don't use them for business purposes, do you need a license? Um, yes.
2: <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend a business license, but uh, having them program to GMRS sort of solves that problem. You can get the business radio you're looking for, and you know you ask which radio we recommend. really depends on your price range and you know, what kind of quality radio you're looking for. Probably something around 170 bucks, like 180 bucks, like the um, ICOM 4011, Vertex uh, 231. Those are good entry-level business radios. Have a lot of power, good warranty. Um, you have
0: yeah, 3000 one. We were just talking about that.
2: Yeah, solid entry-level yeah. radio, and you're going to get uh, a lot better performance out of those than you would a typical bubble pack consumer-grade radio. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I guess that does it for our Q&A uh, this week. Uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at bytwo-wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at two two-wayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at TwoWayRadioShow.com or hear it on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Uh, before we go, any other final words? I don't think so. Okay. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy2way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're out.